Hello and welcome to the first episode of Having the Yak. Welcome to the Having a Yak podcast. Yes, we had uh, technically the first episode on the other channel, Post to Post, where we talked about aliens, we talked about ghosts, we talked about Bigfoot, travel, all kinds of things. Uh, the premise for this podcast will basically be, basically be that we're going to be talking about whatever. It's a potpourri. A potpourri. A potpourri. It's a hodgepodge. A hodgepodge. Can you move the mic just a little bit closer to you? Sure. Um, There's going to be sounds. Don't worry about it. So right. it's, a, it's a podcast that is filled with life questions. Uh, you guys ask us questions, and I ask them to Brent. Uh, I didn't mention that. My name's Neil. You're Brent. I'm Brent. Um, and we will talk about talk about the questions. We'll, it'll generate conversation. We'll tell stories. All kinds of good stuff. Uh, you'll find this podcast on our second channel, More Post to Post. On YouTube. On YouTube. So thank you for watching. If you're watching on, on More Post to Post, appreciate that. If you're listening audio only, then you're listening on iTunes or Google Play Music or something else based on uh, your previous subscription to our hockey podcast. So You can consider this to be bonus content. <clears throat> exactly. You'll <laughs> get this every second week. <clears throat> Hopefully, this week there'll be two. But most weeks, it should be every second week, uh, we're going to try and do that. That's going to be our goal. So should we just jump right into the questions? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm raring to go. All right. Well, the first question I have is actually a follow-up question from last week. All right. Or not last week, the last time we did this. Okay. So the question is, do you believe in ghosts? And I, your answer was that you've believe in something or something, whatever. Yeah. I, so, so instead of talking about that again, <clears throat> I'm wondering if you have any ghost stories. I don't have ghost stories necessarily, but I have an odd couple of stories involving what I can't explain. Okay. The first one happened just after my dad died. Uh, he died in 1988 and it was a very sudden death and unexpected. We were sitting around in the house uh, after a couple of days of wakes and funerals and, you know, the the exhaustion was setting in and we were sitting around in the living room and my brother was sitting in the chair that dad had been sitting in just prior to when he passed away because uh, when dad died, he died at home. I found him. And anyway, my brother was sitting in the chair and we were talking about what to do. We had a family business we had to make decisions about. Uh, my, our, my mother, our mother had to decide what she was going to do. She's suddenly alone in a pretty big house. You're only a year and a half old. Uh, when this happened, you don't remember any of it, but we're sitting there and while we're discussing what to do, the light bulb over his head on a hanging swag lamp burnt out spontaneously. It just popped and the light was gone. Now, I've seen light bulbs burn out before, but they're almost always when I turn them on. I've never seen one do that mid-burn. Right. I've never seen it before. And I only saw it one other time in my life, which was a couple of days after my mother died. Really? Really. Wow. That's one thing I can't explain, because when my mother passed away, your grandmother, in 1995, she was in Victoria, B.C. by then, and my brother and I had flown out to uh, be at her bedside. She had taken a, a heart attack and, and she was not going to survive. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
we got out there in time, but she was, you know, she wasn't conscious. So there was nothing we could do for her other than be there for her second husband, uh, who became very close to our whole family, as you know, Mm -hmm. and he just died about a year ago, but we're sitting in his condo in my mother's and his condo, my brother and I, and the chandelier over our head in the kitchen, uh, was on and we were talking about arrangements and things like that. And pop, one of the bulbs in the chandelier went. That is definitely spooky. It is. Now I'm not a mystical weirdo, you know, Mm -hmm. ritualistic kind of person. And I think there is a scientific explanation for almost everything, but I can't think of what would explain that. Mm. The only two times I've ever seen a light bulb burn out with it when it's not getting a power surge or getting some physical shock of some kind, like neither of these bulbs were in motion. They mm-hmm. weren't swinging. They weren't doing ed- anything other than sitting there. And what does that mean? If it means anything, it may not mean anything. Mm. I don't know what to think about that, but it's always, I won't say bothered me, but it's always occupied a little part of my mind as to what explanation there might be for that. Very interesting. <clears throat> well, statistically parents die before their kids. Mm-hmm. So if you pass on before me, which statistically you should, uh, please, I hope so. please do not burn any, burn out any light bulbs. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, no, don't. I'm gonna. Don't you haunt me. I'm gonna burn out light bulbs all the time. No, you? don't. I am. <laughs> I am. I'm serious. Don't haunt me. I'll lose my mind. But it'll be f- only for fun. <laughs> it, it for <won't>. you. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> No, it'll only be for fun. I'll, I'll hopefully, if I'm if I'm present at, at all, and I have any kind of intelligence or consciousness after it, you know, after I'm gone, mm-hmm. I'll have much more interesting things to do, sailing through the stars or whatever it is, rather than sit around yeah. and piss you off. Well, so. if you're going to do anything involving <coughs> electricity or electronics or anything, jump on aeroplane or air miles and give me a bunch of free points or something or. I don't think it works that give way. Give me some free movies or something. I don't know. It, it's either going to be. Uh, I'll, I'll do something that you'll know it's me. So it'll be a light bulb, probably. But I don't even want to know it's you. I don't want anything to happen. You, you don't want me to be around and ch- check no. up on you? No, go do your Go do your stuff. Go look at Jupiter and stuff or whatever you're doing. I don't want you lurking around. The other thing that I will do, if I can, is visit you as a crow. As a crow? As a crow. I hate crows. <laughs> I think crows are actually, they're, they're, crows freak me out. Because they, they're way too smart for They them. are extremely intelligent. For the size of the brain that they've got in that little skull of theirs, they shouldn't be doing any of the crap that they're doing, but yeah. they're way too smart. Like they can problem solve. Yeah. It's oh, unbelievable. They can build things. Yes. It's it's amazing. It is amazing. They can set traps. They can, they can do everything. Yeah. So I, that means to me, I think crows have, there's something going on with crows. <laughs> there's something going there's on. something with going crow. on with the crow population. Write down that quote. Brent, 2018, there's something going on with crows. And if I end up coming back as a crow, I'm going to pick your doormat apart or something. Don't I'll, do it. I'm going to. I'll shoot you. <laughs> oh, and then I'll come back as another crow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a cannon. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, well, that didn't take long to go sideways, did no, it? No, but I have a story. Okay. Oh, yeah, please. I don't know if I've told you this before. I think I have. So I grew up in a town, thanks to you, called something, I won't say what it is, mm-hmm. um, small town in New Brunswick. And in that small town, there was a very, very big house. It had a name. It was called the Glendella, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. And it was owned by relatives of 
mine mm-hmm. and it was our next door neighbor's grandparents basically it was a very nice house it was filled with a lot of rooms that no one else has in their homes like there were just rooms that you just walked through to get to other rooms like there was like a doll room mm-hmm. and there was just a bunch of dolls in it and then you'd walk through a picture room where there's just like pictures pictures <laughs> like just like i don't want to say a rich people a rich person house with rooms that you never need rooms for but that's mm-hmm. what it was really and it was a very nice house but anyways <clears throat> spent a lot of time there because uh myself and the next door neighbors the kids and we were the same age as me uh hung out there a lot and that house specifically there was some caretaking going on over the years people people have died in that house uh it's a big house there's like i said dolls dolls in general creep really creep me out i'm just not a fan of things small things looking at me uh (laughs) like crows (laughs) and anyway we're in the living room and we decided to go to the kitchen to get some cookies or something like that so we actually had to walk through three rooms to get to the kitchen and these three rooms were nothingness rooms they were furniture rooms and whatever doll rooms anyways one of the doorways which didn't have a door it was just like a whatever had a not a wreath but like a vine with leaves kind of going up and around it and uh it was fake but i we walked under it and uh i looked back no sorry we we walked under it and i noticed that there was a leaf on the floor underneath the thing and we walked over it and i looked back just like, oh, I wonder, well, I wonder why that's there. Is it real or whatever? Because mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was fake at the time. I just remember looking back at the leaf and thinking whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, there's no one else in the house except for us. So look back at the leaf, kept walking, went to the kitchen. On our way back, I was first in line or whatever. I was at the end. So I know that I was the last person to see the leaf, or last person to pass the leaf. And I was the first person to come back to the leaf. When I was walking back to the leaf, the leaf wasn't there. <laughs> there was no leaf on the ground. So mm-hmm. there was no one else in the house. I was the last person to see the leaf. And it, you could say, oh, maybe you walked by it and it blew away or something like that. But I, when I look back at it, I was probably eight or nine feet away from it. So there was no residual wind from me walking by it originally. It was there. There was no explanation as to where the leaf went. And I looked for it. It wasn't off to the side. It wasn't back up like on like a shelf or somewhere. It was gone. It was non-existent. There was no animals in the in the house. There was no other people in the house. It was just us two. I have no idea where that leaf went. And you still have no idea. I still have no idea where that leaf went. Anyway, that's my ghost story. It's not it's not a very good one, but the house was spooky. So it it that story means more to me than it does anyone mm-hmm. else. If you hear that sound in the background, that's our sub. Sump pump. Sump pump. Uh, coming on. It is springtime, and there's a bit of water trickling into the little place where mm-hmm. the sump pump is, and occasionally it comes on. Yeah, so if you uh, hear it during the podcast, uh, please ignore it. Or the ghost turned it on. No, don't say that. <laughs> Ghosts freak me out. <laughs> okay, next question. Next question. And you don't know what any of these are. I have no idea. I've been dying to make this podcast because these questions <laughs> have been burning yeah. burning through here, and I, I want to know what they are. And I've actually forgotten most of these because I read them. wrote wrote them down uh, about three weeks ago. So. Okay. Next question. What do you do 
to get rid of stress. Hmm. What do I do to get rid of stress? I honestly don't think I have a lot. Um, stress is somebody's reaction to a stressor. And some people think that, you know, the, the kids are giving me stress. Well, the kids are stressors or the, the, the angry clerk in the store. They're a stressor. Stress is internal. Stress is how you react to that. Mm. I honestly don't think, and maybe everyone who knows me would disagree and think I'm lying through my teeth, but I don't think, I don't experience stress. I don't feel it that way. I, I, I understand what you're saying because I think I have a similar opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, I, don't think, I don't think I get stressed as most people. I don't know if it's just how you raised me or just because I'm an only child and had to deal with things on my own quite a bit or what, but I understand what you're saying. Mm. But uh, I don't think you're stressed, but you do have a lack of patience. Oh, yeah. Well, I have a lack of patience. <laughs> Which may be interpreted as stress. Maybe so. And, and maybe it's caused by a, a stress reaction to something I don't consciously think about. Maybe. But I do have a lack of patience. I, oftentimes, though, it's, uh, I think, a controlled lack of patience. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's definitely controlled. Like your mother will tell me, calm down. And I'll say, I am calm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't have to take time to go somewhere or do something. You know, I don't, oh, I need some gum because I'm stressed out. Or I, I need to, obviously, you wouldn't want to have a coffee if you're stressed out. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't drink alcohol, really. I have a few beers around the house when I'm mowing the lawn and I'm, you know, parched and I want to have a cool, cool one to refresh myself. But I don't, I don't drink, really. I don't use any other substance. I don't, haven't smoked for over 25 years. Mm -hmm. I don't feel the need to rely on any crutch or any activity to change my frame of mind. So, so let me reword the question just a little bit. When you're feeling unhappy, what are some of the thing, What are some things you can do to cheer you up? Uh, I can watch YouTube and find people that are in worse situation <laughs> than me. Well, you know, if I'm feeling unhappy, I can watch some some car accident videos from Russia or something that'll oh. cheer me up. You know, something like that. Oh, I understand. Someone's having a worse day than me. I I <laughs> don't I don't do it that way, but I do watch YouTube videos specifically of things that make me laugh, like the Yanagi burping in public <laughs> yeah. and uh, loud eating in the library. I think, I think YouTube is quite therapeutic. One yeah. of the other things, and I'll have to admit, and I'm not really proud of this, but I will say it because this is more of an honesty podcast, I guess. Um, I derive not a lot uh, of time, but I derive occasionally some satisfaction of watching infrared videos from drones and aircraft that are hitting targets in previous wars hmm. and uh, and th the feeling of satisfaction that the pilot has or the the gunner has in getting rid of the bad side uh, if that's if it's, it's if it's mm. all about good and bad uh, that sometimes feels good it's a bit of maybe a kind of a karma thing but there's two sides to every story and there's two mm -hmm. sides or more to every war so I'm not proud of that uh, that activity but when I do it I you know watch Every so often I'll watch a, you know, a JDAM going into a, mm -hmm. a nest of terrorists or whatever it is, and it feels kind of good. Well, do I have the site for you to give you after this podcast? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's called Funker something. It's okay. all war videos and stuff. Uh, 
get to see bad guys go down. But the ones I like the best are the ones where I know they're guilty of something oh, totally, b- before yeah. it happens. Like they're planning, like oh, they're on a road and they're trying to plant a bomb. Yeah, they're on a road, they're planting a bomb, or they've just shot a missile and, yeah. you know, some aircraft has tracked them. And, and the, 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 the tube that the missile came out of is still hot. Exactly. And they're driving to some, they're driving into a garage in some little mm. town in Syria or whatever. And then the thing just lights up. Mm. And we're, talk, uh, we're talking about guilty people, not accidental casualties. Absolutely. That's a, that happens and it's not cool. It, it's not cool. Yeah. And if, if these guys had ever driven into a mosque or driven into a school or some other public place, mm. obviously it would not be the time to hit them. And I, and I, you hear the audio on some of these videos where the pilot of the aircraft or the pilot of the drone will be asking command for permission to, mm. to fire. And oftentimes it's not given. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and it's not given for good reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Next question. Mm-hmm. Of all your careers, which one was your favorite? I think my radio when I was a disc jockey. Uh, did that for five years. I loved every minute of it. I guess this kind of has shades of of that a little bit. Mm, yeah, that's why I like doing this. Mm. It, it reminds me and brings me back to the days when I had a microphone in front of me like I do now, and I had 50,000 watts to play with, which was a lot of fun. And you didn't really, probably didn't really feel like a job at times, just, it was just fun. So. I would have done it for free mm. if I could have you know, fed myself some way. Exactly. And yeah. I would do it again well, for free. That's why I make post-to-post videos. Cause, yeah, you uh, do it for free, pretty do well. Do it for free, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Um, do you prefer cats or dogs? For most of my life, the answer would be cats. And I think probably if I had to, if you had to give me an animal, you know, you say, I have to take an animal for the next year or for the next, for the rest of my life, I have to have an animal. What would you take? It would be a cat because cats look after themselves. Low maintenance. Low maintenance. They poop in a box. (laughs) You have to take them outside a couple of times a day and, and poop them outside. Um, so that's pretty good. You don't have to clean up the box, but at least you're not flinging turds under the lawnmower as you would if you had a dog, right? So yeah. I think, but, but then again, cats have, don't have the same kind of personality as a dog. If you've been having a rotten day and you come home, the dog's tail is going because he doesn't know he had a rotten day. Mm. He's just happy to see you. And, and there's, there's something to be said there. There's, totally. there's, there's some value in that. And, and I love dogs. I absolutely love them. I, I don't know if I could provide a good home for a dog because mm. I don't think I have the time or the, the space to let a dog run like a dog should want to run. And a dog ends up becoming a very big burden. You can't, you know, with a cat, you can just leave a dish of water out and uh, some food and you can go for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And the cat's not going to die. Uh, and it'll probably thrive quite nicely and maybe even catch a mouse or two, you know, and <laughs> That's right, yeah. get, get some work done uh, <laughs> when you're gone. And that used to happen when we lived in our community in New Brunswick. We yeah. had that farm right next door and we had, we had occasional mice that would come over in the fall yeah. looking for some warm place to hide. And uh, the cat would leave a little mouse present sometimes on it's, the floor. It's funny, that cat was scared <clears throat> of everything, mm-hmm. but a good hunter. And cats are great at that. Yeah. Cats are very independent. It's almost like cats choose you. Totally. And cats decide whether they're going to live in your house or not. Absolutely. And every time they sit there and stare at you, they're plotting your death. Absolutely. <laughs> Whereas a dog is, is very needy. You know, cats don't need anything. Like, go away from here. Uh, a dog's more of a friend. Mm-hmm. And a cat is more of a relationship. Because they'll they'll come to you when they need you. And when they don't need you, they don't want to be anywhere near you. Yeah. So... 
And there's something to be said for that. But I absolutely love dogs. But mostly I love other people's dogs. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, just, I'd like to visit a dog. <laughs> if you could, get, like, rent a dog for rent a couple yeah, of hours, like once a week, rent a dog, bring it home, play with it, and, and get it to fetch and sit on your lap, and you can pet it and scratch it and make it happy, and then give it away again. Like, and come back, <laughs> you know, a week later, get the same dog or maybe a different mm-hmm. dog. I, that'd be awesome. Just as long as you didn't have to poop it. I, I don't want to have to poop the dog. <laughs> uh, especially walking around, like, what, 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 what have we become? We are the top race on the planet we are you know the human beings have taken over the earth Mm -hmm. and we have become the dominant species and some of us walk around with a plastic bag in our hand carrying the poop of a dog (laughs) to me that's not (laughs) it's not right it's not right what have we become we're walking down the street with a little bag well, that's with for poo the, in that's the, for the environment and the rest I, of the people. Well, I know it's for the environment and the rest of the people. And I don't want a dog leaving poo on my lawn. And if someone walks their dog on my lawn mm-hmm. and the dog does his business, I want him to pick it up. But the minute he does, I'm thinking, yeah, you sorry bugger. <laughs> that's funny. All right. Uh, if you could go back in time and fight in any war, what would it be and why? Oh, man. There's so many elements to that question. Mm-hmm. Because World War One was deadly for casualties. Same World War Two. And World War One was just so brutal. Mm-hmm. Like it would depend what branch of the service I was in. It would depend what my role was in fighting in that war. Air Force. Air Force. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can't pick the War of 1812 then, can I? <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. Not unless you include the paper airplane note maker. <laughs> yeah. Well. I guess my first answer would be I'd rather not, <clears throat> but uh, if I had to fight in a war, I think it makes it more worthwhile if the war you're fighting is justified. Mm-hmm. There was really no purpose to World War One. You know, someone shot Archduke Fran Fer- Franz Ferdinand in Sarajevo, and then you know families got ticked off at each other, and this country didn't like that country. Next thing you know, you got World War One going. World War Two, there was a purpose, mm-hmm. two two purposes. Mm-hmm. We had uh, three dictators. Hitler, Hitler, Mussolini, Mussolini, and, and I, I don't know who you'd blame for being the dictator of Japan because Hirohito was the emperor, but he wasn't behind it all. Right. The, the you know Tojo and some of the other politicians were and, and generals were running the show, but you had three countries that were just bent on domination of their areas mm-hmm. and the horrifying things that they did. Now that all said, because we won, we get to write the history books. Right. And I'm sure there are examples of atrocities committed by allied troops. Oh, definitely. Uh, in, in places that we'll never know about because we're not telling those stories. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess maybe that's one of the, the benefits of winning the war is you can hide those stories. But the things that we found, we as, you know, the allies mm-hmm. found when we went into Poland and went into Germany uh, at, at the, in the dying days of the war, the concentration camps, and even what the... Uh, prisoners of war endured in the Far East, you know, during that part mm-hmm. of World War II. But I have to say that when the war ended, and we've talked about this a little bit before, the people of Japan and the people of Germany were grateful to be out of that mess that they had been put in. Sometimes yeah. they were in it almost in a People can get brainwashed, and you can make that comment about what's going on south of the border right now. Mm-hmm. People get so wrapped up in their individual politics, they'll believe 
They'll believe anything that suits their philosophy, and they'll disregard everything that doesn't. Things get so polarized, and that you know, the in, 19, in the early 1930s, Hitler actually won an election. He didn't win a majority, but he won enough of seats in in the uh, Bundestag to to or to actually. Or I said, "Hey, Bundestag." I don't think that's right. It might be the Reichstag. Yeah, the Reichstag. He won enough seats to form a coalition to become the chancellor, to become mm-hmm. the leader of Germany. Uh, he didn't just walk in and shoot the other guy right. and take over. It actually was a somewhat of a democratic process. Didn't he win Time Man of the Year or something like that? Uh, yeah, I think in the early 1930s. Yeah, yeah, because, and this is you know, people can get so focused on what what uh, they'll look for the good things. Like they talked about rampant inflation that was going on. What? World War II happened because World War One. Yep. World War One, when it ended in 1918, the conditions under which Germany was forced to pay reparations to the other countries who uh, had defeated it, they lost territory, they lost industrial capacity in the Rhineland, they lost all kinds of things, and because of that, the German economy was in the dirt. And all through the 1920s, it was terrible. And when the stock market crash happened in New York mm-hmm. in the late 1920s, well, Germany was already in the dumper, and the, and the state started going down, and the economy was awful. And here comes this guy saying, I will fix this, and I'll get the trains to run on time, and I will stop the, you know, 1,000% weekly inflation on the price of bread or whatever it was. And people, you know, any answer, like they're, they're drowning. They're going to reach for anything. And that's what they did. They reached for him, and they needed something. Mm. And that something became monstrous Unfortunately. afterwards. And by then it was too late to, you know, internally to do anything about him. And many tried. Oh, and yes. There was There's the, lots of stories. Lots of stories. There's the bomb plot, the Stauffenberg bomb plot in 1944, where mm-hmm. they almost got him and got him out before before the worst happened. But um, I don't know. I, uh, this conversation has morphed away from what war would I like to be in, but I, I'd like to be in a war that was against... That, that had a purpose, that was against oppression. Right. And it wasn't just about a disagreement. You know, the American Revolution was more or less about a disagreement. Mm-hmm. The Americans were being taxed by the British, but they weren't being represented in the British Parliament, mm-hmm. and they had no power. And that's a disagreement. It wasn't really oppression. The British troops weren't raiding people's houses and mm-hmm. stealing their stuff and all that, at least not at first. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, that was more of a disagreement, and I'm not saying the American Revolution shouldn't have happened, but uh, right. America and Canada both became independent countries. It took Canada a uh, hundred years longer, or almost a mm-hmm. hundred years longer, but it was done a lot cleaner. Yeah, it definitely. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, in Canada, it's like, just be patient. <laughs> They'll go away on their own. Just wait. <laughs> and the Americans are like, no, we're going to throw them out now. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So, and that's interesting. Um I, my choice would be, it doesn't really have anything to do with war and all about planes. <laughs> and I was thinking about World War II mm-hmm. because it was, there was such a boom of, of, you know, we need to need to build the machines and stuff. But I think it actually choose, was it the Viet, when was the Vietnam War? 60s? Yeah, in the 1960s, uh, almost throughout the entire 1960s into the early 70s. So... <clears throat> In what was 70s? Was there a war in the 70s? So the c- um, nothing huge. The, the Vietnam War lasted technically until 1975. When was the Korea? 
Korea was in the early 1950s. Okay. 1950 so to Viet 53. I would choose Vietnam based on the fact that we've... Had cooler planes? Kind of gone from the, the propeller plane, the, the P-51 Mustang, to the F-86 Sabre or... I mean, the, in the mid-70s, the F-16 was, or the F-15 was probably... Mm, just on the drawing board on the, still. Just coming <laughs> out. Yeah, probably the bit. F-4 Phantom would be yeah, the, the big, F-4 Phantom. would be the big one in the Vietnam War so because they were they flew off the carriers. I and, think uh, the Voodoo? Voodoo, not Voodoo. so much. They were almost too big a plane. to Like, they were flying. Yeah, not, not aircraft carriers. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, over land, it was probably the F-5 uh, Freedom Fighter, mm-hmm. the... Uh, the F-4 Phantom would be the two big ones, and they had B-52 bombers. Yeah. I think if I had to serve in any branch of the Air Force, it would be in high-altitude bomber stuff. And then the S, uh, SR-71 Blackbird came yeah. out in the early 70s, I, I think, think so, yeah, something like 71 that. 71, maybe? Don't know. Uh, yeah, anyways, that's my answer has nothing to do with war and everything to do with planes. So <laughs> Good for you. Uh, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Never. Never, ever. Ever. Don't even talk about it. Would you rather take uh, one Marshand-sized rat or 100 rat-sized Marshands? <laughs> I would say one Marshand-sized rat. Yeah, me too. And I just, because one one's enough, <laughs> and I would just find a big cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A liger. Mm. Uh, if you had a boat, what would you name it? Wow. But you've never been asked that before. I've never been asked that before. I wouldn't mind having a boat. I'm not against boats. Mm-hmm. Boats are good. Boats are great. I think I would name it a nice lady's name. A nice lady's nice name? Nice lady's name. Like Eleanor? No, no. It would be cuter than that. It would be like Jennifer. Jennifer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It would be... I, I, th- I think, frankly, I'd probably pick a creative name, something that had a, a comical pun uh, nature to it. Like Bodie McBoatface? No. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> you just gave an example of something I had no intention of uh, going oh, to. That's actually a boat, eh? Mm-hmm. Bodie McBoatface. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, there was a campaign to name that boat Bodie yep. McBoatface, and it won. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like when they elected what's-his-name to the NHL All-Star game, right? Just as a joke. Uh, um, oh. John Scott. There. And that guy ran for something in the state, the D's Nuts? D's Nuts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, like, there have been some very creative boat names. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine or a lady that I uh, used to work with, their boat name is Enigma. 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 And uh, they had bought it from some people in Toronto who had initially named the boat for reasons of their own, but they liked it when they bought the boat and it's still named Enigma, even though it sits in the uh, Charlottetown Yacht Club or the Charlottetown Marina, one or the other. So I think that's cool. Enigma is also the name of the code breaking or the code machine that the Germans used. I don't know if it's related to that story, but that's Mm. interesting. But it would be something like cool, like, uh, you know. Like post to post? Yeah, or... (laughs) Having a yak. We should call it the goat. The goat boat. The goat boat. Oh my God. <laughs> That's got to be the name of your boat. Absolutely. The goat boat. You could uh, put some horns on the front of it. There you go. You even got your goat shirt on. I even got the shirt. Goat. Look at that. The goat boat. Cool. <laughs> there. That was easy. It's the greatest boat of all time. 
Yeah. Speaking of shirts, uh, the audio listeners won't see this, obviously. <laughs> Great analysis there. I tell you. <laughs> World class. You, you get everything you pay for when you download this podcast. But I'm wearing a Milton Keynes Lightning jersey from the EIHL and mm-hmm. a Milton Keynes Lightning hat fondly sent to us by a fan you on are the other side of the pond. repping hard. I'm repping hard. You even got the nice lamp there next to you? I got the lamp. It's very classy. Yeah, it's very, it's mm. very nice. <laughs> next question. You ready for it? I guess I have to be. What is the most useless talent that you have? I can show you. Most useless talent. They, I don't know if they'll be able to see it on camera. Well, I hope so. You might have to zoom in. Basically, he's crossing one eye and keeping the other one straight. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of people can cross their eyes, but I can cross one eye or I can cross the other eye and I can cross them independently of each other. It's absolutely useless, but it, <laughs> it's great to get a laugh sometimes. You yeah. know, if, you, if someone's being a little too serious or feeling down, I just look at them and cross one of my eyes and kind of breaks the, mm. breaks the tension a bit. I can do that too, eh? Can you? Yeah. I'll do it off camera, though. I'll show you later. Oh, come on. No, I'll show you later. Chicken. Um, next. Uh, if you could change your name, what would it be and why? It's funny that we this hmm. question's on here because we just kind of talked about that in the hockey podcast at the end. I'm, I'm not a fan of my name. Really? I'm not. I think Brent suits you. Well, I think you grow into your name. Yeah. I think you become your name. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't mean this to be against anybody who has a, a name that I'm about to mention. But I think I wouldn't want to be a Rick. Mm-hmm. I have, I know people that are named Rick, but I don't want to be them. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't want to be Tony. Right. I don't want to be a Tony. No. Other people can be Tony. I don't want to be Tony. Why are you saying that with a, with a New York City accent? Well, it's, it's Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey. hey. How you doing? Uh, but I, I'm not a fan. Like Brent sounds... Well, first off, it rhymes with other similar sounding things like Fred. If I say my name is Brent, I, I used to get called Fred a bit just because people didn't hear me the right the first time. You know what I get called sometimes? No. Leo. Leo? Mm-hmm. Well, that's crazy. Apparently Leo rhymes with Neil. Hmm. But. Yes, it does. So, yeah, that's, it's an interesting question. It's one I've never thought about, and I can't provide an honest answer like, oh, well, I wish I was named... Murgatroyd or... G-O-A-T. Change your name to the goat. There you go. <laughs> what about you? Uh, like, we know you don't like Neil, but what do you like? Mm, uh, you are Alexander, you already said that, so... Probably Copernicus. No, just joking. <laughs> no, I like Alexander. Cool. Yeah. Well, at least you like one of the names we gave you. I kind of like the name Galileo, actually. And really? be Galley for short. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, oh, Finn. I like the name Finn. I, I, Finn's a good name. If right? I ever have a son, his name's going to be Finn. Really? And if my future wife doesn't like it, then I'll fight her. <laughs> well, you better have that conversation before you uh, have the honeymoon. Verbally. Oh. So I actually didn't say verb. I meant verbally, not oh, yeah. physically. Oh, no, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I have to say that on the internet now. That's like, unfortunate. Yeah. I, no, I, just, I really like the name Finn. Mm-hmm. Um... Would you rather go back to the age of five with everything you know now or continue life knowing what's to come for the rest of it? 
Oh, man. Well, I, I don't want to know what's to come. I do not want to know what's to really? come. Really? If that's my only two choices, I don't want to know what's to I come. I want to know what's to come. I have, n- I have no interest. I want to experience it in the moment as it happens. I don't want to know my date of death. I don't want to know. That's all I want to know. I, I don't know. I never want to know that. I want to be the last guy to find out that, that fact. <laughs> it would stress you out knowing? Oh, yeah. Terribly. Oh, I would, I would be a, I would be a wreck. Really? Yeah. Um, wouldn't it be liberating though? No. You'd be able to do things differently? No. No? I think the the wise thing to do is to always do things as if this is your last day. Yeah, but you can't, you can't really say that. I mean, if you knew that you were going to die a year from now, would you sell your house and travel and see the world or do things that you wanted to do? I don't know. I would probably go on an apology tour. An apology tour. <laughs> yeah, for all the people that I ticked off over the years. You got to leave a good impression once you're gone. Well, that's right. I want them to think, uh huh. You could just film one video and send it to everyone. I could, yeah. If I called you anything or said anything that upset you, I'm sorry. <laughs> there, it's done. Yeah. Well, that was easy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, to actually connect with people. I know there's people that um, probably, you know, I didn't leave with a good impression mm-hmm. and I'd like to fix that. I, I So you, you know, would like to go back <clears throat> to five years old, knowing everything you know now? I'd rather go back to 19. 19. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's so like, I'd like to get through my teens. Like five years old, it'd be amazing. Five years old, be like oh, 14 years to go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think that would be the preferred option to become younger with my current uh, range of knowledge, understanding, and experience. Think about all the sports predictions you could make. Oh, to go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd be loaded rich. You would no be time. loaded rich. I'd be, be a five-year-old kid at a bookie in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I want to put some money down on the 1967 Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to bet a hundred thousand yeah. dollars this the last year that they win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, are you a crazy kid? <laughs> um, okay, next question. Um, since your nickname is the goat, if you ever owned a pet goat, would you name it Brent? (laughs) Well, as I understand it, goat is the pronunciation of the four initials Mm -hmm. that have nothing to do with the animal goat. That's right. So, um. What would you name the goat then? Just goat? I think I'd name him Goaty McGoatface. Goaty McGoatface. Okay. (laughs) Uh, all right. Um, would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? I think one horse-sized duck. Yeah, me too. I'd try and, I'd, I'd try and mount it. Yeah. Not like that. <laughs> I'd tr- try and ride it. Not like that. Not getting any better. Um, I think with, with one horse-sized duck, mm. you, you can... You know, if you get the jugular vein or whatever it is, you can get it. But a hundred creatures, a hundred ho- anything the size of a duck could run over you, like they could take you down. A hundred horse-sized ducks? No, a hundred. Wait, a hundred duck-sized horses. Right. I'd want the horses. I'd want the hundred duck-sized horses because they're pretty nice. Like ducks are jerks. Horses can be nice. You could yeah, hook, but, but you could hook little things up onto them and. They take you places? But the question, I think, is would you rather fight them? Oh, right. It was fight. Yeah, it was fight. You're right. Yeah. 
oh, look at all these cute horses. Now I'm going to kick their butts. Because <laughs> I have to fight them. A horse-sized duck would really be a dog, a dog-sized horse, kind of. So you'd be fighting a hundred dogs, mid-sized dogs. I you lost me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, which Trailer Park Boys character do you think you're most like? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, I, well, I'm definitely not, um, I'm not cool enough to be J-Rock. No. I don't drink. I couldn't be Julian. <laughs> um, my vocabulary is better, so I couldn't be Ricky. Yeah. I think I gotta be bubbles. You bubbles because he likes I'm space. Bubble. He wears glasses. He likes space, you know. And he couldn't get into the astronaut thing because it it's my eyes. It's my eyes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I think I'd have to be bubbles. That's right. Yeah, he's the man. Uh, what is your weirdest travel experience? Whoa. Um, I'm trying to think if we've seen anything during our our travels. Like, I don't know what, the, what do you classify as weird, weird travel experience? I already kind of talked about mine. The dude locked in the uh, <clears throat> trailer, the makeshift horse trailer jail thing in Mexico. Yeah, pic- you put that picture up on Instagram just I did. today, wasn't Follow it? Follow me on Instagram, yeah. N-E-I-L-T-A-Y-L-O-R-R, Neil Taylor-R. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Yeah. Um, like weird, what do you mean by weird, I guess, or what does the questioner mean That's, by weird? Weirdest travel experience? Um, I don't know. I just... Like, did you ever... I know what it might be. It's not really a travel experience, but we were... I'm not even sure if you remember this. I have a picture of it. We When we went to Old Town in 2010 in Florida, because we were there for the shuttle launch, mm-hmm. we saw a guy with a stroller with a cat in it. Do you remember that? Vaguely, I have a picture of it. I'll show it to you, or I'll put it yeah. up on screen if I remember. But um, that was that was a, probably the weirdest thing I've seen. <laughs> and and if that's what it is, weird things you've seen on trips, mm-hmm. then then I can probably come up with a list. But the weirdest travel experience, I didn't experience mm-hmm. the cat in the stroller. I just might have seen it. That's true. But I did. I did see on Ninth Avenue, New York City, a guy walking down the middle of the street, but the street was blocked off at the time for the Hell's Kitchen Food Festival. And he was walking down the street with a cat sitting on his head. I saw the same guy in New York. Did you? Yes, by the New York Public Library, corner of it. And the cat was like right up there. Yeah. I got a picture of him from behind. He's a legend. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's like a known thing. He's like a guitar man or whatever his name is in (laughs) Times Square. The the naked cowboy. Yeah, the naked cowboy. That's what his name is. Guitar man. (laughs) Yeah, you know, that that was weird. And and very interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, New York, I think if you just spend a couple of days in New York, it will, something you see in New York will become your weirdest travel experience. <laughs> yeah, I in, agree. In a good way. Uh, totally agree. Yeah. Uh, if you had to live off the grid, what would you do to survive? Oh, I like this. <clears throat> um, sur- well, that's a big question. How would I live off the grid? What would um, I do? What would you do to survive? I think you'd perish. You think so? Yeah. You're too picky with food. Well, that's for sure. You would you would perish based on your dietary choices. Yeah. I'm I'm a hypocrite. Uh, I really like meat, but I can't kill an animal. Mm. If I someone else kills it for me and I don't have to watch it, I can eat the animal. And that's not really mm-hmm. honest. But it is what it is. 
I'm looking forward to hamburger tonight, but I could never kill a cow. <laughs> oh, I couldn't look a cow in the eye and go, well, no, see ya. I could never kill a cow, not after growing up on the, basically no. growing up on the dairy farm for forever and stuff. Uh, I, I can't, I can't imagine uh, killing an animal. I just can't. And I, I think if, if I had to make a choice, I would have to be a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I probably would just stuff myself full of baked potatoes and explode. <laughs> That's about it. You think you could actually grow a potato? You don't have skills to grow a potato. Oh, potatoes grow themselves. Yeah, but you need to do stuff. No, you don't. You got to plant it in a row and you got to make sure it doesn't have water. Where are you going to get potatoes? Potatoes. Potatoes make their own seeds on the outside of the potato. It's called an eye. Yeah, but where are you going to get them? If you have, if you live off the grid, say you're in the middle of the woods somewhere, where are you going to find some potatoes? Well, now now you're putting me in the middle of the woods. Yeah. I was just off the grid a minute ago. Now I'm in the middle of the woods. <laughs> you're going off the grid on purpose in the middle of the woods. You're not bringing anything with you. How do you survive? You no potatoes there. Well, I, I, I will starve to death. There's no <laughs> question. Because there's only so much birch bark you can eat off the <laughs> yes, side of a only, tree. And, oh. and if there's 27 plants in front of me and one of them is poisonous, that's obviously the one I'll eat first. Yeah. Because I don't know. There's only so much sap you can lick. Ooh. Um, what is your favorite war-related movie? Ooh. And before you answer, I'd like to take a guess. Okay. I'll let you think about it. Do you have your answer? Yeah, I do. Is it Tor Tor Tor? It's not, but it's on my list. Okay. But it's not at the top. What is it? It's Midway. Oh, Midway. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, basically. Tor 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 is a great movie, and I've watched it many times, <clears throat> and that's about the start of the Pacific War, yeah. December 7th, and uh, 1941, when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. Midway takes place about two years later. Battle for the island of Midway? The battle for the island of Midway, and it was really a battle that happened in front of the island <laughs> of Midway, yeah. I think. Um, the Japanese could have won the battle. They had all of the assets that they needed to have. Mm-hmm. They couldn't find, they, one of their... Um, uh, or, or some of their surveillance or the reconnaissance wasn't working as well as they would want, so they they couldn't find one of the American battle groups. That was one problem, and this lack of knowledge caused a very deep conundrum in the mind of the admiral who was running the thing as to whether they should arm the planes on the second round with bombs or with torpedoes. Mm. Bombs was is what you would use if you're going to attack the island of Midway itself. Torpedoes is what you would use if you're going to attack other ships, mm-hmm. if you could find them. Mm. So all these planes have landed back on the carrier after the first round, and the Japanese have to decide what they're going to do. And they decide to arm with bombs. And just after the planes are already armed with bombs, the reconnaissance aircraft does find the other battle group. Mm. And now they've got planes armed with bombs. They don't have time. They're, some of them are already in the air. So... They basically have the wrong kind of munitions for the mission that that has now become the main mission. Mm. And the Americans made some interesting strategic smart decisions as well. And that turned the course of the war. And the the movie is so well done in in laying out the strategy and the choices. And it was very fairly done as well. I thought it was a fabulous movie. Yeah, it's good. I remember seeing it probably 10 years ago now. Mm -hmm. It was a good movie. It's long, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like three hours or something like that. Uh, I think so, yeah, it's close. And uh, there's some interesting uh, stories that are told, real stories. There was an Ensign Gay uh, who had been shot down, I think, I don't know if he was the pilot or a gunner, 
and he'd been shot down, and he but he landed safely in the water, like he wasn't uh, killed in the in the uh, ditching. Mm-hmm. But then he basically sits there with a, a Mae West life jacket on, floating in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, and watches the entire battle happen in front of him. Ships being blown up, smokes, and then a PBY or, or some other aircraft sees him, lands, and picks him up. And mm-hmm. he lived for decades after that. And uh, that was a real story. Interesting. Like, yeah, it's it's so well done. I'll give honorable mention, though, to Tora Tora Tora. Mm-hmm. I'll also give honorable mention to The Longest Day. Oh, yeah, that's a good movie. Great. A great, great movie. No submarine movies. Uh, oh, yeah, there's one. Um, a Bridge Too Far is oh, another that's, fantastic that's a good movie. movie. Yeah. And that movie is important because th- there's an extra element of importance to it for you because your grandfather flew cover, f- uh, fighter cover, over that actual operation when it was happening. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting, you know, because there's a personal connection there to our family or to yeah. your, your side of it. Yeah. So, uh, submarines, I loved. Uh, Das Boot. Yeah, it's going to be Das Boot. Yeah. <laughs> but the fav- my favorite story about submarines is called Grey Lady Down. I haven't seen that one. I'm not sure if I, I saw the movie or just read the book. I forget now. It's been a long, long time. Mm-hmm. But I would devour submarine books when I was about 15, 16 years old. Devour them. Jason is obsessed with submarines. Oh, is that right? Obsessed. Wow. We, we don't remember the, the logo ranking video when he saw the submarine? No. And <laughs> I do now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and... What about recent war movies? Dunkirk was good. It was good. It was good. Did you like Pearl Harbor? Pearl Harbor from like two thousand or nineteen ninety nine or two thousand or whatever that was. Um, or do you remember? Kate Beckinsale was in it. That's all I remember. I don't remember her being in it. I think so. She was a nurse, wasn't she? I think so. Yeah. And that's a. I just. <laughs> that's all you remember. I, I see Kate Beckinsale. The music starts to play in my head, and that's it. I'm. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. All yeah. right. Gorgeous. Um. If you could be a pilot for one airline, which one would it be? Wow. This is interesting because there's a lot of different ways you could go with this. You could go based on planes because not all airlines use the same planes. You could mm. go on location. Like if you chose Air of Emirates, flying the big mm-hmm. A380 or whatever it is, or do you want to fly the new 757 Dreamliner, whatever it's called, or do you want to go old school and, and, and the, the Buffalo pilots from Alaska or whatever <laughs> what do you want to do I don't know I think I think I would like the long haul flight mm-hmm. uh, because you have maybe two crews you can do crew changes and you see the world so uh, Eddie had Emirates Cathay Pacific uh, something like that would be probably my preference because if you're flying for Air Canada or United mm-hmm. or American you could be just domestic all your life and just yeah. you know doing the Nashville to Cleveland run stuck in a 737 no offense to Nashville no offense to Cleveland <laughs> but I'd rather be on the Dubai to Sydney run definitely I think so maybe Qantas I think I'd like to be Qantas I'd like to fly with Qantas you'd like to fly with Qantas I would yeah it's Australia right I'm, I want to have a kangaroo on my, my tail yeah yeah <laughs> good choice yeah what do you order at McDonald's I order Either a McDouble, but I don't really like cheese. This is a bad question because I'm starving. <laughs> but usually if I go to McDonald's, I'll order two hamburgers. 
and maybe fries, like to mm. go with it, uh, large fries or something. But two hamburgers, and the hamburgers, just a regular hamburger. I don't, not a Big Mac, not a quarter pounder, not a whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, a little, it's a little thing. Little thing. Two of those. And I, when I take the bun off, I take the top of the bun off, and I scrape the pickles away. Why don't you just ask for no pickles? Because this is, <laughs> this will make no sense. I don't want to eat the pickle, but I kind of like the essence of pickle, <laughs> yeah. the remnant, the there's remnant a, essence of pickle. There is another quote for you from Brent 2018. I like the essence of pickle. <laughs> I do. Just a little, little bit of a dill flavor is good, but the pickle itself, absolutely not. Never. Okay. The, the other thing too is those little almost raw onions that are in there, those little diced onions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will scrape most of them away. But if a couple remain behind, it's okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Interesting. Well, you it, know, it is what it is. No nugs? I get nugs from time to time. Yeah, yeah, nugs for life, man. What I order at McDonald's usually is determined by what I've also already eaten that that's day true. or the previous that's, day. That's a very, very good point. Yeah. So yeah. if I had, you know, if I had a, a hamburger at lunch, you know, at a, at a local restaurant downtown with my buddy, mm-hmm. uh, then I will probably go for, if I'm going to McDonald's because everyone else is at. So if you have hamburgers tonight and you want to go to McDonald's tomorrow, what are you getting? Um, probably nugs. <laughs> probably nugs. Yeah. Okay. How many nugs? Um, it's 10. No more than 10. Nugs are very different here than they are in the, in, in the States because... Are they? You can get a 20-piece nugget meal in the States for like four ninety nine. To get a 10-piece, uh, 20-piece nugget meal here, it's like $11 or $12. Holy it's ri- It's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know. I never ordered that many, and I don't order them <laughs> often. But one time, I think... I was trying to cut down on my carbs a little bit. So this is my, this is my rationalization. Okay. This is my health kick. This will be good. Instead of getting a large fries and a small fries, because I usually have fries for dessert, right? I'll get, I'll get my, dessert fries, my side fries and I'll have dessert fries. When you have dessert fries, you know you have a problem. (laughs) So I thought that was maybe unhealthy. (laughs) You think? So so I thought, well, rather than get dessert fries or, or an extra fries, I'll get six nuggets. See, so getting some protein, maybe lower carbs okay, per, so per unit wait, gram. Hold on. So you get a regular meal, like a hamburger. You get, do you still upsize your fries? Uh, probably. So you get an upsized fries, a hamburger, mm-hmm. and then nugs on the side? Once or twice I've done that, yeah. And that's the healthier decision than <laughs> the healthier decision than two fries. And a, I don't think so. Oh, uh-huh, maybe not. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure wrong. there'll be lots of comments, people weighing in on that one. <laughs> And they'll be saying, like, why don't you go to uh, Olive Garden or Subway or some other damn place? To me, Subway, so I go to Subway probably a couple of times a week because it's close and it's fast and I know what I want, but I don't really like it. Subway is expensive in Canada. Wow. Like, if I get a 12-inch roast chicken, it's like $14. Mm. It's ridiculous. I get a 6-inch roast chicken usually when I go, and I get a combo, you know, a combo to the pop and maybe a cookies or a bag of chips or whatever and it's ten dollars and something just for a six inch yeah it's insane yeah all right next question all right what's the coolest ham radio conversation you've ever had i already know the answer to this well i i i have to pick from among a lot of cool conversations uh i don't know if you know this one actually 
Um, man, there are so How many. How can you not say the International Space Station? But but that's not that, that's many conversations. So I'm trying to pick a conversation. But it's in the International Space Station. It's in the International okay, Space that, Station. That's what I. So is I it knew. Jim Voss? Is it Susan Helm? Is it Bill MacArthur? Yeah. Is it you know I I've worked, or worked. That's what we call it in ham radio. I've talked to, probably ten or twelve, astronauts. The Russian dude was cool. Didn't you talk to a Russian dude? I did many times. Yeah, he's cool. On the Mir space station, his name was Sergei Volkov. Right, yeah, yeah. And this would be in the late 1980s. And he was up there for something like nine months by himself. This is on Mir? On Mir. Mm. And he was bored to tears, I'm sure. Uh, his son became an astronaut, mm. interestingly. And his son flew on the International Space Station at the same time as Richard Garriott flew on the ah. International Space Station, who I talked to twice and got some very nice letters from. Uh, and interestingly, Richard Garriott is also the son of an astronaut. Owen Garriott. Hmm. And Owen Garriott, in 1983, was the first astronaut to use ham radio from space. Ooh. Have you ever talked to anyone on the Skylab? No. But Owen Garriott was on Skylab. Was he? On that mission, but he didn't have any radio equipment uh, with him. What a shame. A big shame. He was up in Skylab for two or three weeks, I think it was. Hmm. Yeah. He's quite the dude, and he's still around. He's a great guy. Hmm. But I never talked to Owen Garriott, but Owen Garriott is what got me into ham radio because... Uh, a guy I worked with, his name was Don Weeks. He mm -hmm. was the chief engineer at the radio station. And Don came in one morning with a tape and said, uh, Brent, listen to this. And he played me a tape from him the night before talking to Owen Garriott, who was on the space shuttle. And I think it was Columbia, I think he was on. And uh, that was it. I signed up for classes hmm. like that week. Wow. And I got my license right away because I said, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> talking to an... Not, People can meet astronauts after their, you know, after their mission is done and they go to, yeah. they go on tours and they go to schools and they go to conferences. But to talk to an astronaut when the astronaut is still in space, yeah. looking out the window, that is the coolest thing ever. And I had to do that. And I did. I got my license right away. I got heavy into the space game, uh, talking to Mir, two shuttles, and many, many people on the International Space Station over the years. And I loved every minute of it. And I'm still, even now, there's the, there's astronauts in the space station, and they made a contact with Pennsylvania on this past Monday. And I could have listened if I'd had the time, but it was right around the 2 o'clock hour time in the afternoon that mm -hmm. I was working. But um, they don't get on much anymore unless it's a scheduled contact. All of my contacts were unscheduled. They were just random, going overhead, and mm -hmm. there they were, and I talked to them, and it was great. They're busy now. They're very busy doing, doing real work. Real important work, science experiments. And, and there's six of them up there, so they have yeah. lots... Lots to do to keep themselves occupied, busy, and, and, you know, they're trying to do all kinds of experiments. Even when they're not officially working as mission specialists or whatever, they're running on a treadmill or they're giving blood samples or they're testing themselves. And, mm -hmm. You know, it's it's crazy, so. Peeing in tubes and stuff. Peeing in tubes, yeah. But that was the best. Now, I, my love for ham radio has continued, and uh, even my love for ham radio in space has continued, and I, as you already know, but the other viewers don't. Uh, earlier today, I w went out for four different satellite passes, mm -hmm. and I worked several people in the United States. I worked a guy in Toronto. Mm -hmm. I worked a guy in, two guys in England, one in Dorset and one... Dorset. Dorset. I worked a guy in Scotland, in Angus, Scotland. I worked a guy by the name of Jose in the Azores. And I worked a guy by the name of Erling in Bergen, Norway, 
on a satellite. Yeah, we had a conversation off camera about Erling. Yeah. Because his name rhymes with curling. So. Yeah. <laughs> if Erling did curling, wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> but, uh, and then I got a really nice email from Erling afterwards, uh, thanking me for the contact and, and telling me that he had seen my video that I'd done on my own YouTube channel about how to, uh, how I did the satellite thing that you filmed and produced for me. So. Heck yeah. It's a big circle. Good job. Yeah, but so I had uh, England, Scotland, Norway, Azores, Canada, and the States. That's five different countries in a couple of hours using satellites that fly overhead and they are the size of a carton of cigarettes. Mm. Speaking like, of a satellite that size, do you know that there's soon going to be cell reception on the moon? I did not. Yeah, they're putting a communication satellite, I think, orbiting moon. Uh, that's going to give cell reception on the moon. Really? Yeah. I don't know why, but I didn't read the whole story. I just saw the headline, read like the first paragraph. Anyways, um, this wraps up this podcast. Does it? Yeah. We are above an hour right now. I can't be. Yeah. It can't be. Yes, it we is. We just started. I know. Well, I, It's enjoyable, right? I, it is very enjoyable. I hope it was half as enjoyable to hear as it was to do. Mm. And uh, I'm really excited about the fact that we're going to get to do this every two weeks. And that means we're going to need more questions probably, right? Yeah, I've got uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 questions left to ask you, which means I need more questions. So feel free to leave them down in the comment section on YouTube. Um, tweet them at me if you want. Um, mm -hmm. My Twitter is post at post to post show. So... But I would prefer if you left them in the comments because things get lost in Twitter notifications. So I can always go back to and look at comments on the video. So please leave your uh, future questions in the comment section on more post to post in this video if that's what you're doing is watching. Do they have to be framed as a question or could they just be, please discuss? No, they, yeah, they can say yeah. that. Yeah, talk so about a, a donuts or something. Or yeah, request on, uh, you know, please discuss the price of tea in sure. India or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That won't take long. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. That that uh, wraps up this first official Having a Yak podcast. Thank you guys so much for your questions. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, if you like this video on YouTube, thank you. Um, hopefully, you leave a comment with a question as well. Subscribe if you're new. And uh, oh, there's the sump pump. So uh, perfect timing. Have have a great weekend, guys. Well, Saturday. I don't know when I'm going to release this. So I probably shouldn't say that. Have a great day whenever you're listening to this. And uh, we'll catch you uh, for the next Having a Yak podcast. Thanks. Adios. <laughs>